1: All right, it is time for the backpacking podcast with myself and my buddy Jeremiah. What's going on, man?
2: What's up, bro? I'm here and I'm on time. I I've been hooping tonight. I know. And uh I made it back uh, just in time to greet these lovely people.
1: I was wondering. You were you were kinda of, I was I was wondering where you were there for a second. You were playing some basketball.
2: You know we go hard in the paint, John. You so got did you to. win. Did you win? One uh Every game except for one.
1: Wow. Were you, yeah. were you kind of the, the big baller out there on the court?
2: Well, I don't mean to toot my own horn. We may have only played one game. Who knows?
1: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So I did something dumb today, man. What'd you do? I did something dumb. So you know, every once in a while you, you post a video and, I mean, the main content was everything was great and everything. Well, sometimes you make a statement and then you realize later, oops, that was wrong.
2: Uh-oh. What'd you, you You've what'd done you before, Am I right? Oh, of course, man! Yeah. I pretty much do it every time I release a video.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, so literally, I released the video today, and I was talking about the. I was doing it, it was for a, the Zolio satellite communicator, right? Sure. Really cool little piece of, of gear, but um, I, I was talking about how it uses the Iridium network. The Iridium network, and I said it's the same one that Garmin and Spot uses. Spot doesn't use it. Oh, Garmin's wrong. So you you know that people had to let me know that I got it wrong.
0: Oh, did they tell you that?
1: Oh, I yeah, I heard from multiple people. You know, so so apparently, like everybody knows what network the spot's on except for me. Uh, so definitely messed that one up today. But hey, you know it is what it is. Well, the other the other part was kind of worse. Oh, you had a double
2: a double blunder
1: a double (laughs) blunder. What else did you do? It it was a different kind of blunder. I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) Oh, okay. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't. No, it was literally. I showed how the app works with the 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 thing, right? So yeah, showed how the app works, and one of the things is you can go through your entire mailbox in your in your phone and and add people to your to your texts. And I was scrolling super fast through it so that like nobody would be able to see the people that were in there. And um, yeah, when you pause it, HD is really good. HD, <laughs> HD makes that. it really possible to read things, and so they see. Uh, I'm not going to say, but let's just say that, that I had to go into the editor on YouTube and blur part of my video. Oh. So, yeah, did not expect that one either.
2: But that's okay. At least you didn't have to take the video down.
1: Oh, no, I'm not, I wasn't taking the video down. Everybody's just going to get phone calls as far as I'm concerned. I'm not taking my video down. Oh, it's got uh, their phone number on there? Yeah, that's why I had to That's why I had to blur. Oh, it. Yeah, that's I'm,
2: awesome, man. So, I thought you I'm had like a. It's
1: fixed by now. But uh, now that I'm saying this out loud. So, um, but with that said, man, we have an awesome guest today. Oh, yes. I'm
2: excited. We actually uh, have been backpacking with him right before the whole COVID lockdowns.
1: Yeah, we, we went out to the Red River Gorge together, uh, showed him how Kentucky people backpack and how we eat meals on the first night. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, I
2: specifically remember some bacon in that trip.
1: Oh, that's right. Bacon and a broken uh, Helinox Chair Zero.
2: <laughs> well, I try to forget the bad
1: parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let's welcome to the show uh, probably one of my favorite people in the backpacking industry, Mr. Ben McMillan. How's it going, man?
0: What's happening, guys? No, so,
2: nothing much, man. I see that uh, you have survived the COVID. I have I been survived. following it. Yes, your Facebook. You have a lot of Facebook <laughs> friends, man. I show my yeah. wife. I was like, wow, every post he's posted has like 600 likes. He's
0: got a lot of friends. Uh, I, I've done a lot of crazy things in my life and I've had some followers follow me on those journeys. So yeah, they're, they're kind of, they're following me around, which is kind of cool and kind of creepy sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I want to, I want
1: to share something today about you. Um, I remember I met you and there was no Hilltop packs. When we met, you were part of a a YouTube group and you had put out there, you wanted to make a Dyneema camera bag. And I remember I sent you a message and said, Hey, I want to hear about this camera bag. And you said, "Well, we we talked for a while. And you're like, finally. Well, I'll just send you one. You can tell me what's wrong with it." So you sent me one, and I told you what I liked and what I didn't like. Then you sent me this one here, which I still have and have still used on trips. And Jeremiah actually owns the prototype. Very cool. Jeremiah yeah. actually owns the prototype. So yeah, we made a,
0: we made a couple of versions of that. We have a probably version four now. Uh, we've actually changed the way we do the the straps on the side to hold the. Like your mini tripod. It's a lot nicer now, but I'll send you a new one. I'll just send you another one. <laughs> you don't have to do that, man. Yeah. You don't have to do that. just Less money. I, I just, <laughs> it's Dyneema. It's one of the cheapest yeah. fabrics on the planet. <clears throat> sure. It's like $8,000 uh, of Dyneema. It's fine.
1: <laughs> so, so one of the things we want to let people know tonight, if you're listening, because we're talking about uh, Hilltop packs and we're going to be talking about Dyneema, which it's, we were talking earlier before the show started, that uh, Dyneema is known because it's waterproof and it's strong. And so what we want to do is we want to put it out there. We want to hear your wet-out stories, stories where your gear got soaked, completely soaked, and the best stories that we hear throughout the night are going to get a free uh, roll-top fanny pack from Ben. we got five of these things to give away tonight, and uh, Ben wants to give them out to you guys, but we're just going to pick the stories as we go throughout, and if we like your story and you see the special screen come up, You want a free fanny pack, and you'll just have to get in touch with uh, Ben, probably, I guess, through uh, Hilltop Packs, and uh, yeah, and just let him know what's going on and how to get that to you. And uh, so that there's that. So what I want to do to kind of break break through with some things right now for Jeremiah. This is important for Jeremiah. We are going to do something we like to call Pop Quiz. And so tonight we're going to quiz Jeremiah about (sighs) Hilltop Packs.
0: Oh boy!
1: So are you ready, (laughs) Jeremiah? This would
2: be the only quiz I've ever failed in my entire life.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, Jeremiah. What year was Hilltop Packs founded?
2: Mm. I'm gonna say. Not only will I give you the year, I will give you the month.
1: Whoa.
2: And
0: that is going to be February of 2019. Nope, you got the year <laughs> right. You did get the year right. It was actually September. It was September fifth last year. Wow. Two thousand and
1: nineteen. Well, Jeremiah, you get the point because you were adding extra to it, but you did get the question right.
0: I think I so, deserve one and a half points.
1: <laughs> well, you failed miserably on the other part of the question, so we should take away half the point <laughs> actually. But okay, next question. Next question. What was the first piece of gear that Hilltop Packs made?
2: Um uh, uh, I think a food
0: bag it was a food bag. It was a food bag with a picture of a bear on it, which I think you might be able to see. I'm on the wrong side. I think, can you see where the heck is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, okay. It is right. Uh, oh, there. I see
1: it up there in the top. It's yeah. Right
0: there. Right there. Yeah. So it was, it was a, a bear, a uh, picture of a bear on a bear bag. And I posted it on Reddit and on Instagram and it just, it kind of blew up from there. People started messaging me if I could make them one. And I said maybe, I don't even know, 10 or 12 out within two weeks time. And then moved on to the camera bag, which is what John talked about, and uh, sent him that.
1: So. That's cool. That's awesome. Okay, Jeremiah, next question. What is Hilltop Pack's best-selling item of all time?
2: I think that it is their small to medium custom food bag where he prints on the
0: Dyneema. They are the custom food bags, correct, where they do the custom print. Wow. Yeah, we sell a ton of those things. Good job. See, for those there that I, don't know, you're
1: killing it, man! You are. I know.
0: It. I'm really good
2: at formative assessments. That's just teacher <laughs> language for like quizzes. So, yes. for those that don't know, like Ben at his business Hilltop Packs, they can literally like print whatever picture that you want. You just upload it on your site, right? And then yep. you just it's printed on the the Dyneema bag or
0: or what yep. have you. I assume that you have different patterns for your backpacks too. Yeah, you can select patterns. We have some, a bunch of patterns we made ourselves. Some patterns we actually bought from another designer. Uh, but we can you can send us your own graphics, your own photos, and we can print pretty much anything. Make our own custom backpacks or any of the any of the gear we print, um, any of the gear we sell, we can print on pretty much.
2: Now, we, uh, have you? Sorry, sorry John. We have go one ahead.
1: One more question. We got one more question. Okay, go we ahead. Go on. So I want to make sure we get this question out, and this this one will make make you the king of all hilltop packs and Ben McMillan knowledge. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> And you get an extra bonus point for spelling this correctly.
2: Oh, <laughs> spelling it correctly.
1: Yes. Okay. What is Ben's wife's name? <clears throat> oh.
2: Do
0: I have to know how to spell it right?
1: <laughs> so, okay. I typed it out so I'd remember. So I
2: you know. I think that his wife's name is Canida. Spelled
0: K N (laughs) K A N. You know what? I'm just going to say that's correct. I'm going to call her that for the next two weeks.
1: Okay. Kanita. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That would actually be Uh, Kaylee, spelled K A I L E E. So, yes.
0: I, I I do like the new name better. So, yeah.
1: I do hey, like any of you. That's that's nice. I will where say we're not gonna be giving away any uh any fanny packs to Bryce Newball. He says I always stay dry, keep your hipster fanny pack. So... <laughs> okay, okay, we've got we've got someone who who's got a story out here. It says I was at an all-women's motorcycle rally a few years ago. Straight downpour for three days. I was in a hammock. At the end of the rally, I was the only one who didn't get wet. Tents were underwater.
2: Yes, hammocks for the win.
1: See, she didn't get wet.
0: Yeah. It's, I still it's think, it's a, good still a good think it's a good story. Still good story. think it's a good story? It's a good story.
1: You think it should be our first giveaway? First giveaway. Pick winner. All right, Achila. You are our first winner of the night. So we've given away now one of these Fanny Packs, right? So That is correct. That is one down. We're going to keep uh keep watching here as we go along. Speaking um, of
2: the the tents and hammocks, for the record, being whenever we were backpacking together at the gorge and we camped up there and made all that delicious food, what was your shelter set up cuz I think that Literally, everybody was in hammocks, and we're trying to convert you.
0: I was the only person on the ground. I had a Z-Pax. I had the the Pleximate out that day. Yeah, I was on the ground. I never slept in a hammock yet. I tried to sleep in John's. He kicked me out. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> John, I can't believe that you wouldn't switch in sleep systems he, he for
1: snores one too night. much. He snores I too much. I didn't want to switch. <laughs>
0: I wanted to cuddle. I yeah, so. he didn't want to switch. <laughs> he said no. It was he cold, It's it cold. It would have been yeah.
1: fine if he was wearing more than underwear. Like, that was what made it really uncomfortable for me. So, I just, I just couldn't do it. Like, it wasn't happening. No. So, okay. So, I uh, got a couple more stories. We'll kind of bring those in here in a little bit. But, Ben. Let's talk a little bit about Hilltop Packs. You guys have had an unbelievable run during COVID. Yeah,
0: it, it's been kind of crazy. Um, at the same time, you know, our company's exploding and kind of and growing pretty fast. We're dealing with all these different rules and restrictions, and the, the, the biggest problem was we first started off in our home. You know, we were in our basement. We just converted a, two rooms in our basement to Hilltop Packs. One's a pretty big room. One's a smaller room. Uh, it was me, my wife, my two daughters. Well, we quickly had to grow past that within the first few months, and. So we started outsourcing, not outsourcing, but having a few other ladies working from home. There was two girls working from home. And uh, that worked for a little bit. But as we kept growing, logistically, that was still just killing us. We needed to have our own shop. Uh, we couldn't have anyone else come to our home because of COVID. And my wife, well, myself included, we do not want to bring people into our home to work in our own home shop. So trying to find a space and expand and find employees during all this. And, and at the beginning of the year, there were still some Dyneema shortages. And we're dealing with that. And we actually did not move into our first space that we wanted to move into, that got delayed. So we moved into a different space, which is actually where we're at right now. Then we had some power issues. It was like one thing after another, just kept it kept having problems and problems and problems. But for the last, I think 60 days, man, we were rocking, we're kicking butt now. It yeah. has been a heck of a year to try to grow your company. And I feel, <laughs> I feel for anyone trying to, to expand and grow during all this, even the little things like some of the buckles and uh, some of the stuff we were trying to, we were using before, We couldn't get a hold of there was on back order and it would would take forever to get them in. But most of that's taken care of now. So the last like 30 to 60 days has been pretty rock solid. Just a few things we're still missing, but we're making do we're making it work. But crazy year, man. Crazy.
1: Sounds like it. If I could have picked
0: a different year to do this, it would have been like maybe next year, maybe the year before, but nuts.
1: So
2: most of the time, whenever we've talked to people that have started their own gear companies, typically it's been a labor of love and they're, they've, They've either like fallen in love with it or there's some problem that they want to solve or make something that fits their needs that doesn't exist yet. And I know there's a lot of people out there that kind of sew their own gear and that kind of stuff. Sure. If, if anybody's interested in starting their own business, doing not
0: what you're doing, but something similar in the outdoor sure. community,
2: what advice would you give them as they're starting out?
0: Yeah, I mean, just get to work, get a sew machines. You don't have to have fancy sewing machines like we have here. I certainly started on a cheap Walmart machine, which I had for years because I've been making my own gear since high school, really. Not for backpacking, but for other projects. And so, I had, you know, I've known to a sew for a long time. But just sew a lot. See if you like it. I mean, I wouldn't start a business right away, but see if you like it. Hand out some gear, share some stuff, and see what your friends think. Go out and use it. Uh, and if it turns into a passion, then go for it, man. That's what I did, you know. I just had fun with it, and it just kept growing. And I still enjoyed it. It kept growing. I still enjoyed it. And then uh, within maybe two months of that process, that's when we decided to start a business. And here we are. So just follow your passion for sure, because it's not. There's not a lot of profit here. I hate to say that. I hate to even admit that. But I mean, it's not a huge profit business, even though we're doing really well. Um, but with like denim and these expensive materials, it can chew you up and spit you out pretty quickly. So make sure you're make sure you love it because it's not just a quick money maker. You got to have passion for it for sure. And I just like making stuff. It doesn't have to be sewing. I I like creating whether it's photography or woodworking. Just I like making stuff and sharing it with others. That's my thing.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, I we I hate to break in on this, but I think we have a good wet out story. Go for it. (laughs) And this one, this one is a different kind of wet out. This is not water wet out. Says. Had a sealed Trangia stove knockoff full of heat loose in my pack. It spilled on my teepee. I let it dry, but it still burned bad. Guys, I'm just going <laughs> to oh shoot my straight God. with you. Um, I, I, think, uh, oh I my. think that may be the best one so far. Pick and... winner.
0: Yeah, yeah, Brian. That,
1: that, that guy wins. Win. Yeah, yeah, that wins. That's... I mean... What do you even do with that, man? What do you even do with that? You, you know, one of the things we haven't started yet, which we need to, Jeremiah. You, you know what it's time for.
2: I think it's time for a little fake news.
1: I think it's time for some fake news. Let's bring up the ticker and uh, get that going while we're sitting here and chatting and everything. Uh, so let me ask you this, Ben, just out of curiosity. If there was one item that you could make next week, like you could just you could just have it, start making it, and put it out there, what would it be?
0: Oh, man. Kind of put me on the spot.
1: Well, you know, it's fun to do that.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, I got to think more than that. I have no idea. You you guys pick one. A
2: brand new piece of gear. I can't think of one, but what I was thinking about is whenever you're saying that you've been sewing and like creating your own gear and stuff for the outdoors since high school, pretty much, I was just super curious on... If there's anything absolutely insane, or like, what are some of the craziest things
0: that you've ever sewn for yourself or for others? So here's the thing: we actually have a lot of products we're going to be coming out with. I'm trying to pace myself a little bit because all year we've been kind of behind because we've been struggling. So I have a lot of ideas in my head. I can't say them because they're going kind of the next couple of weeks. Um, but I've had some people ask me to make some crazy stuff. Like, uh, I mean, not that it's crazy to anyone else, but someone wants like a well, they want like a Dyneema um, inner bag. Uh, instead of using like a trash bag, they wanted a whole second Dyneema bag. And I tried to explain them how expensive that was going to be. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I never heard from them again. So, But I've got a couple of <laughs> requests like that. You know, Can you make me a Dyneema garbage bag or whatever, inner sleeve? And I give a quote, and, yeah, I never hear from them it again. It's expensive. How much? For that, I mean, I think we quoted well over $100, probably like 125 just for that. I mean, it's it's not like it was going to be – I mean, I'm not sure how much the Dyneema would be, but you got to think they got to send me the dimensions. we got to make sure we get it right. I mean the bag itself, there would have been a lot of work back and forth getting the dimensions right. So that was the biggest thing. It's just the time I was going to be involved in making sure it was perfect, I'm not too small, I'm not too big. Well, I, I think
1: Inkblots uh, understands us, Jeremiah. I think what Inc. Would Inc. Blotz Inc. Blotz Inc. understands said? us. Because he knows that I want a Dyneema tent with Jeremiah's face printed on it. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean that would be insane, man. So how much how much am I looking to go down if I if I got a two person tent made with uh, Jeremiah's face printed on it?
0: Yeah, I don't think I'm making tents anytime soon. That's way too much Dyneema. <laughs> I'm not getting to that. No, sorry. You know, on 100... Jeremiah's face, on anything else, not a tent. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that a hundred dollars for that Dyneema uh, bag
2: that would be a liner. I think that would buy enough compactor or contractor bags to last me the rest of my life.
0: Guaranteed. That was the advice I gave the guy. I said, "Listen, seriously, get a garbage bag, get a compact bag. It just, it's, it's gonna be light. It, you can reuse it. You can throw it away if it tears. It's so much cheaper." Yeah, I was gonna say
1: I, I bought a container of of compactor bags. I still have it back here. It's a roll of them. I bought it for like five bucks off of Amazon, and I'm still. I bought it two years ago, and i still haven't used half of them <laughs> yeah, yet.
0: That's what that's what I use. I have, so, and no. I've had several requests, not just one. There's been several uh, that I can think of, probably at least three or four that I can think of over the past year. Yeah, I the started the out. Five one. I started out using those
2: um, black contractor bags, and my number one problem with those was like whenever I was l- trying to look in there, I literally couldn't see anything because it's so dark. And even even when right. you like shine a light in there, it's still hard to see. So the white ones, those those compactor bags, are where it's at. And I'm I'm right there with you, John. Like the first set that I ever bought at Walmart are literally still in there in my gear closet because I haven't used them all me and my wife.
1: Yeah. What's the point what, in spending all that money when you've got something that cheap that works perfectly?
0: Well, one thing I've done tonight, I've used those bags for a while and the last couple of trips I decided to not use them. I've actually gone back to just using some stuff sacks on a few things that like my, my quilt, I just use a stuff sack. They're so light. I mean, and I, again, I can make them myself. So, but having those big garbage bags, um, While it worked great, only thing I was really worried about protecting was my quilt at the bottom. That was the most important thing to me. My clothes were already in a a dry bag or a stuff sack. So the biggest thing was the quilt. So I just went back to a stuff sack and problem solved. I don't use the bag anymore.
2: What about those big, clear plastic ones
0: that I think they're made for backpacking, but I can't remember what they're called. What are Um, they? Something like that. And and I've seen those are cheap. I mean, that's definitely a good option. I never had one. Uh, But I think the only couple bucks you can buy them for maybe three bucks. I think it's well worth it if that's what you're gonna do. I've just kind of gotten away from it. My bags are pretty dry. I've never had any kind of water get inside any of my backpacks. And I have a couple of them. Um, and I, like I said, the only thing I was worried about was my quilt and now I just use a stuff sack for that. And the reason I use a stuff sack, everybody asks me this is uh, in, the, in the bottom of my bag, if it's in a stuff sack, it, it'll compress down because a little bit of hole, a little bit of air will leak out the hole in the stuff sack. If you use a dry bag, you can have a lot of air in there and it's gonna be like a brick at the bottom. You're not gonna be able to squish it down anymore. So I've learned to love the stuff sack idea.
1: Very cool. So, and we guys we may have another winner. If it's okay. Can can I bring up another one? I, I really this one caught my eye. This is Papa Bear Hikes. On the Eagle Loop Trail, we pinched my railway tarp in a nice comfy hollow. Started pouring late evening and I woke up to see my shoes floating by. The travel ground cloth was like a waterbed. Wow.
0: What do y'all winner. think? Winner, <laughs> Sure. <laughs>
1: so papa bear hikes you are winner number three on the night
2: you guys want to hear my wet out story whenever i was camping
1: yeah oh is this the one from recently
2: no what happened recently
1: i like in this past summer nope definitely not not. one different one
2: whenever i was in college um i met this guy we just serendipitously happened to room next to each other And then kind of became best friends. He was uh, the best man at my wedding. And he would invite me on these family trips. Everybody thought we were brothers too. Like I may be a foot taller than him, but we both have the same color hair. So I guess that was enough to pass. And then we started going on these trips and his family trips, they would do every fall and spring. Like we had fall break and spring break as we were in college, his family, they would take up like eight spots at Land Between the Lakes, which is like a, it's like a public land here in Kentucky between Lake, Bar- Lake Barkley and Kentucky Lake. And we would go out there for like a week and just fish and hunt and that kind of stuff, the deer hunt. And uh, I remember one night we were coming in late, and one of the guys that we normally stay with had a new camper. <coughs> and there wasn't quite enough room for me and my buddy Grant. And normally we stayed in this camper – And so we pitched a tent that night, but they were giving rain. And I don't know what the correct way to do this is. Somebody told me to maybe, we were using just one of those cheap tarps from Walmart as a ground sheet. There's like, you need to (coughs) fold up the ends and tuck it under or don't leave your ground sheet exposed because rain can hit it and go under the tent. But we stayed in there and then it started pouring the rain and we were sleeping on a queen size air mattress. It was like a, you know, just a car camping tent and started rain. And then we went knocking on the camper and asked if we could just sleep in the floor in there. And he let us. And then we went back to the tent the next morning. Dude, I'm not joking. There was like two or three inches of water. That queen size bed was floating in there. Everything was soaking wet. Our food in there, soaking wet. Our clothes in there, soaking wet. Everything that we brought that we left in there. Terrible.
1: Oh, man. That doesn't sound like any fun at
0: all. I got a story I can throw in there for you, too. Now, this wasn't actually me, but I was on the trip. It was uh, my buddy Preston, who was my hiking buddy. That uh, was me and a friend of mine, my neighbor. We all went down to Dolly Sods, West Virginia. And it rained the whole house. I think we only went in the We made the camp. It's still raining. It's, getting rain- it's raining harder. So we all set up our tent. Probably like 8 o'clock. I can't think it so It's getting dark. Um, but it's just downpouring. And my buddy Preston's got his tent set up. And uh, he just bought this tent, never set it up before, didn't practice, set it up in the dark. It was getting dark. Anyway, he just goes straight to bed. And uh, of course, he has a big, thick you know, pad. Um, I'm not sure which kind of pad he had. doesn't really matter. About midnight, and it's just downpouring the whole time. And at about midnight, I hear him screaming You know, that he needs help. And uh, me and my buddy, the other friend, jumps, we jump out of our tent to so go to help him out. And he, <laughs> since it had rained, he had put everything inside of his tent, his backpack, his clothes. It's just all laid in there. And he's standing out in the rain looking inside of his tent. We look in. And it's literally full of water everything's floating all of his clothes are soaked his backpacks i mean everything is just drenched and there's easily three inches of water two three inches of water inside of his tent so we started looking around to figure out what happened the rain fly on the outside of his tent instead of having it the correct way with vents air out he had the the fly inside out where it was basically funneling water in he didn't notice it for four hours (laughs) it rained the whole time and he didn't feel the rain he didn't feel the water until it had gotten high enough on his pad to start soaking his quilt they eventually oh, soaked him. Gosh. At that point, there's three inches of water in his tent. Yeah, and that was, <laughs> that was his first backpacking trip with me. Surprisingly, he has gone on more trips after that, but I thought he would never come back again.
1: Yeah. I, so bet, it I putting you learned how to set a up tent Just... right way.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, and he, it's actually one of my videos, that story me him talking about it, but uh, we didn't film that particular trip, but we did talk about it in a different video, but it was oh, that's epic, awesome. it was yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. Got a legit idea for you here. Literally, backcountry exposure. Devin, he said, uh, here's a legit idea, Ben. Baby wipes come in a disposable resealable package. Help us be more sustainable and make a reusable, fillable, wet wipe Dyneema pouch that acts like a dispenser.
0: Oh. Interesting you know, an interesting idea. Devin yes. is a really good seamstress himself. He should make a prototype. Send it to me. I'll just copy it. Just
1: there <laughs> we go. There we go. Gone down. down.
0: Yeah, I bought a um, little... Um, fishing kit. It's like a little chest rig off of Devon. came out pretty sweet. I haven't used it yet, but I still have it. He's, a, he's pretty good himself, by the way.
1: Yeah, it, he is.
0: So I, John, this might be what you
2: asked about earlier. This is about another person that makes gear and it happened last December. Miyagi on the trail. He never heard of him.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he made my hammock and tarp and he makes all kinds for his family. And whenever we were going to the gorge one time, for some reason, it was going to be like 75 degrees. And this was in mid-December. And I think the reason why it was so warm is there was this massive storm coming in. But we just went anyway. And we went and hiked around the gorge. And then we were trying to get back before it started pouring the rain. And we did. And then we were like, well, let's not just sit here. Let's go chill at Miguel's. And for those that don't know, Miguel's like a local pizza place. So we went there and played cards and, you know, hung out and ate pizza and chilled. And then we went back and dude, it was so windy. It was so windy that Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, he canceled because he was afraid that it was too dangerous, which it was. We came back and Miyagi, his, his tent, I mean, not his tent, his tarp, he had, um, He was like, I just kind of threw this together. I I tacked this part on where it connected, I guess, to either his ridge line or maybe he had like a line lock just going to the tree. And it had come loose. Everything was absolutely drenched. And there was standing water in his hammock. His his underquilt was soaking wet. He ended up sleeping in the camper with Bridget and I. I pulled a little pop-up camper. And then we had another couple there that we're friends with. And they had to sleep in their car because their rain fly had like blown up while we were gone. And it just soaked everything in their, in their tent.
1: I remember that because I was there the night before you guys got there. I was out at the gorge. Yeah. And, and Brian was and, there. Yeah. The wind was so heavy. Um, the wind was so heavy the night before it kept blowing my tarp up, uh, throughout the night. I had to keep getting up and putting my tarp back down for my hammock because it kept blowing the ridgeline loose or not the ridge line, the guy lines loose. So I mean it was it was crazy windy that night because I hiked up to uh, Hanson's Point and was camping out up there. So I, I would I remember thinking to myself those guys are doomed tomorrow. They're just doomed.
2: <laughs> we were doomed. <laughs> so, Brian lost his bandana. It blew off of Hanson's Point.
1: Yeah, that's right. So okay, so I want to get on this wet wet out story stuff because um, my first uh, my first day from the southern terminus of the Sheltoe Trace. We get on the trail and we know rain's coming. And so we're hiking up the trail and we get maybe 10, 12 miles in. No, it wasn't even 10. It was maybe 6 or 7 miles in. And the rain starts. And so we truck on up. And it's not raining hard. It's just kind of raining light. I didn't even put my raincoat on because I was new to backpacking and stupid. And so we're hiking along and and my shirt's getting soaked and I'm just like, ah, I'll dry it out in, in the tent tonight. No big deal. whatever. So we get to the to where we're going, and the rain stops. I'm like, great. So we get to our campsite, and uh, just as we get to the campsite and we set our backpacks down, the heavens open up and a torrential downpour starts, and we are getting soaked. So we're setting our tents up in the rain. And you know how this is. when When the weather starts to cool down and you start working hard to get something set up and your body heat builds up and you get really sweaty and all that, you get all your stuff in the tent, and then what happens in the tent?
2: Oh, condensation everywhere. Condensation
1: because you're a sweaty mess. <laughs> yeah. And so all this condensation builds up on the inside of the tent, and the rain's hitting the tent like 100 miles an hour on the outside, and it's like raining on top of me from the condensation that's building in the tent. <sighs> oh. So I spent the entire first night, everything was soaked. Um, I remember that that those first four days uh, actually destroyed my iPhone, um, and they wouldn't give me a new one. Like I had to go through insurance to get another iPhone because uh, – they said I, I, I submerged it in water. There's no other reason for why it got wet, but it was just rain. So it was crazy. But, hey, you guys were talking about Miyagi? Yeah. Okay. He's got a story. You guys want to see the story? <laughs> sure. <No. laughs> this one's pretty good. It says Trips and I – and this is three parts. Three parts. It says Trips and I were on our first trip to the Appalachian Trail in 2015. We were in our ultralight top-of-the-line Walmart, Walmart Ozark Trail <laughs> 10, when the heavens decided to open up. Needless to say, we were floating around on our four-inch-thick Thermarest camp pads inside of our tent. Everything was soaked, but we loved it. We got a ride from Miss Janet, the trail angel, back to Uncle Johnny's hostel, where she made fun of us the whole way to the hostel, saying, the hikers are melting, the hikers are melting. <laughs> Does that, that feel like a awesome. winner?
0: That feels like a winner to me. What do what you, do you think, think, Ben? Is that a winner? I said we'd give it to his wife, Trips. Let's give it to her instead. Oh,
1: all right, yes. it's all for Trips. So Trips gets the win. Trips gets the win. I like that. I'll send them
0: them both one. No big deal. I'll send them both one.
1: That's great. That's awesome. That's great. I want to
2: ask Ben, we're talking about like all these failures. Ben, have you ever had any catastrophic gear failures that you could share with us?
0: Yeah. If you can see, uh, hold on. You see that green pack right there? That thing is awful. It's terrible. It was like my first attempt to try to make like a real pack. I've made a few in the past, but. That was my, the first one I really tried to make and actually it on like a longer distance hike and felt great for like the first mile or two, but then it just dug into my shoulders. I had, you know, bruises and stuff. It was, it was awful. So it was just a, and I thought I would never make another backpack and it wasn't for like another couple of months. That was before I started Hilltop packs, by the way. Okay. Um, yeah. That was probably early 2019 at some point. And I'd made a few before that, but that were okay. But that was like the first, like nice one that I tried to make and I'd print it on and everything, but it was just, the design was just awful. Awful, awful, awful. So I was pretty miserable for like three days.
1: Well, I know Justin Sylvester, who was on this show not too long ago, has the pack that we saw you bring up to Red River Gorge. He yeah. loves that thing, man. He's yeah, told me more than once that he loves – that's his favorite backpack by far.
0: Yeah, that pack – I actually made that guy, pack for a guy in Pittsburgh, and then he ended up backing out on, on it. It, was, um, it wasn't um was through the website or anything. He just wanted – it was someone I kind of knew. Not even – didn't know very well, but he didn't prepay for it. So I just started making it. I thought of block, the black and yellow thing would be kind of cool. I'm from you know, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought that'd be kind of neat. I was almost done. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to back out on that." He had some other personal issues, which was fine. So then I was, I packed it all up. I was just gonna keep it for myself, and I think I took a picture. And Justin said, "Hey, I want to buy that pack." I was like, "Well, um, I'm gonna charge you a little extra for the extra sweat I'm gonna put in it this weekend because I was gonna take it with you guys." And he's like, "Good, take it." Uh, just, so after, I, after the trip, I shipped it to him. Actually, I gave him a discount for the sweat. I didn't charge him extra for it. Nice. But, so, yeah, he has it now. It's a little probably too big for him as far as the torso because that was like maybe two inches bigger, too big for me. I'm not sure how tall he is, but um, it was like a, I think a 22 inch, and I think Justin's probably more than like 20 or 21, and I think I'm like a 20. I forget.
1: Well, Justin so, can, seems like the kind of guy that it wouldn't matter. Like, he would just yeah, be tough. seems to like all a good dude. Anyways. I, I've
0: never met him in person. I've just talked to him a couple times online, but. He seems like the kind of guy, if you hung out with him, you'd probably walk away a better person. He seems like a good dude.
1: Yeah, he was he was a lot of fun to have on the show, no doubt yeah. about that. That's a good that. idea. Can Hilltop do a double-ended stuff sack for a hammock or maybe a chair zero replacement stuff sack?
0: Yeah, so I've, I've had those requests too. That is actually on our idea board and something we will probably do. Uh, we have a few other products um, we're getting to. Like I said, we, we had all these plans early in the year, like clear back to March. And then, just with trying to get moving to a new shop and with COVID and everything, it slowed us down and we were behind in production. I didn't want to put up new products. We were still behind on getting some of the other stuff out. Right now, the last thing we have to really get caught up on is the backpacks. We have everything else caught up. Camera bags have been shipping since last week. That was one of the things that was kind of behind. They're shipping out all again this week. We should have all, all this caught up by Monday. I'm sorry, by Friday, probably. So every week we're probably going to release another product for the rest of the year. Uh, we have so many things coming up that now we can finally get those out. And, you know, the fanny pack was a big deal. We've been talking about that since March and I just didn't feel comfortable putting something new out there when I was still behind. So all these things, you know, a lot of good ideas floating around, the double ended stuff, uh, the chair zero, you know, we have all that done. It's actually the prototypes are done. Just don't want to release everything at one shot. We're just kind of pacing ourselves a little bit.
2: And for the record um, this live stream, if people are listening later, right now it is november the 23rd 2020 so whenever you listen to this ben may actually be caught up but ben i wanted to ask you about i so if i ever started a business i would think that one of the ways that i can make it most profitable is by picking my like number one sellers and that's my bread and butter and that's what i'm marketing most and i looked <clears throat> I, I recently looked at all the products you offer, and I don't know how. how is it that you and your company can offer so many products, especially whenever you do some custom work, too, and then yeah. kind of keep track of all that and keep keep up to the demand.
0: Uh, good people. We have a lot of good people that work here. There are four, four, four full-time here in the office, and then I have another, my wife and I both work at our home. shop. We still have a home shop, too. This is just our shop uptown here in Waynesburg where I'm from. We sell for home shop as well. So there's two of us at home, six here, four full time, two part time. Um so we have good people that know what they're doing and we kind of you know, a lot of the components we make for different pieces actually are interchangeable on a few other products. So that's I that was a big deal for me to streamline a lot of stuff. Obviously just different sizes. Um the construction, the way we make a lot of our products is the same across a lot of different products. Like even the fanny pack construction is actually very similar to our bareback construction. So it's the same process with the exception of some the buckles and stuff on the back. So we design everything. I'm designing stuff so we have, I don't want to call them shortcuts, but just production shortcuts. So we can really batch stuff together. You know, like the camera bags, there's a lot of stuff we can batch from different sewers and then piece it all together at the end. So I understand your, your point of view of just doing like one product and just hammer it home with that one product. Uh, The problem with that, especially with Dyneema, is you may run out of like 2.92 black, or you may run out of 1.43 cleared. And then what are you going to do? That one product you were banking on, you can't make it for a while. So just by diversifying our product line with the products we have available, especially when we're so focused on Dyneema. And if you talk to anybody in this industry, whether it's Devin or anyone else, um, they're going to tell you the Dyneema supply chain has been pretty screwy since late last year, which is about the same time I got into it. Uh, a lot of black Dyneema has been out. Uh, the white Dyneema has been out. Uh, I think there's some black Dyneema now. are th- two different suppliers. And there is only two major suppliers in, in the U.S. that you can get this stuff from. It comes from the Netherlands originally, but then there's two suppliers here that may do some modifications to it. But So you only have two people that you can buy from. And so supply chains are, are, are a big issue. So diversifying so, is, you know, it works for me. Did you say the Netherlands? That's where the Dyneema itself is produced like that. But uh, I, I don't know the 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 full uh, plan or path of how it's all put together here in the U.S. There are two suppliers, uh, Dutchware Gear and Ripstop by the Roll, two places you can buy your stuff. There is another one, too, but I don't know if they're actual um, licensed to sell it, but I've seen those online as well. Anyway, um, I'm not sure exactly how they take the Dyneema from the Netherlands and then produce it here, whether they just put the woven layer on the outside or I, I don't really know the full process, but only two companies in the U.S. that I know of are licensed to actually sell the Dyneema. And they both sell very similar dyneema which is pretty much the same whether the woven layer because when you have like say this fanny pack uh 2.92 there's a woven layer on the outside kind of an abrasion layer and then the dyneema itself is on the inside and it's laminated to keep it waterproof and so i don't know what part of that is done in the netherlands and what part is done here um so i couldn't tell you that part but yeah just two people in the us do it it does start in the netherlands from the company that makes the dynamo i believe and again i've been wrong before just once but uh yeah, yeah who knows? that's how Hop-a- i understand it
1: uh, maddie outdoors asked the question hilltop custom printed rain kilts coming soon
0: uh, i need a model who wants to wear maybe i'll give one to maddie and see what we could do get some pictures and, and get a on great the website model you can make one
1: for his dog wanda too so
0: that is one of our products too and again it's a big piece of dynamo so it's going to be a little on the expensive side we thought about maybe possibly changing the, the material just for that. And we have a bunch of other stuff that we're testing or we did test out and we've had that done probably since June, um, and how we want to make that. So that we have to decide what kind of material, but we have the templates already done. Just need more time to, to release all these products, but Maddie hit me up. Maybe I'll send you one.
1: Well, here's a question for you to go along with you do a lot of stuff in Dyneema. Have you guys thought about branching out to like X pack or any of those kinds of materials?
0: Yeah. So we are going to make an X pack, backpack at some point um that is our, on our, our plans it, it, the plans really as far as our backpack line we have the, the raven ul 40 we're actually going to start offering that in a 35 a 40 and a 45 right now it just says 40 on the website we're going to expand it out to three different sizes and then we're actually going to come out with a 30 liter separate pack altogether that doesn't have the hip belt just has like a one inch uh, belt that's removable on it once we get that out of the way that will be done Ema. Then we're going to go back to making like a heavier, like more of a bomb-proof kind of bag made out of X-PAC, just a little more, take some more abuse. Like say you're out in um, Colorado or something like that, you're on more sandy, rocky areas, you know, the Dyneema might get tore up a lot faster. x packs probably going to last you longer. So I want to make more of a stronger pack built for those kind of environments after, that'll be like the third pack. That's the upgrade path anyway. So we'll get there. That's cool. Now, hypothetically speaking,
2: and I'm going to take an answer away from you. If Dynema didn't exist and you could never make anything out of Dynema or X Pack, then w- I know <laughs> what alternatives do we have, and are there any advantages to
1: them? He does I this mean,
0: to everybody, Ben. You're that's not the fine. First person he's done this to They're it's impossible question. questions. <laughs> well, it's, it's honestly a very good question because you know, we're really heavily invested in Dynema. If Dynema didn't exist, um, the high end, you know, um, product cottage industry probably would just go away. Now, I know there's some companies that make X-Pack stuff, but the Dyneema is really most cottage vendors work with Dyneema. If that went away, we'd be really screwed. There's not a lot of other stuff out there that beats, you know, you got to think weight savings. It's massive with Dyneema. There's nothing that even compares to as far as the weight savings and the way it sheds water. It does not hold any water. It, no water comes through it. So it's not that it's waterproof. It doesn't come through. I think it doesn't hold water. There's a lot of products out there that, that will keep, uh, that are rainproof or waterproof, but they still hold water. So it's going to add more weight to your pack. So you may have a pack from REI that says waterproof. There's a lot of stuff on that pack that's going to hold water in that pack. So it's going to be heavier after a rain. Dyneema just sheds it. It doesn't hold it all. It's just gone, which is why a lot of tents like Z-Packs are made from, you know, Dyneema. If it was made out of anything else, it would be heavier after a rain when you put it in your pack. It'd Maybe weigh an extra pound or two. I don't know what they, what it would actually be. So, Jeremiah, to answer your question, if they took away Dyneema, you're pretty much taking away my business. Um, I don't oh, know what else, damn. there's nothing else out there that really exists. And there have been some scares as far as um, supply chain issues. Uh, since late last year, going into this year, there's still some stuff that's sketchy to get. Um, right now, it's it's good. We're stocked up pretty good, but you know, at any given time, you're at the mercy of that those two suppliers and then that one ultimate uh, maker of Dyneema. So I don't know. Hopefully it never happens. And something oh, okay. else will probably come out on the market, I'm sure, at some point. And I hate to see like a Chinese knockoff, which is probably the first thing you're going to see is like a Chinese knockoff uh, of Dyneema. And I hate to see that because it is good, high quality you know, material, and to have a, a cheaper option. While it'd be nice financially, I just think it would it would just it would hurt that it would hurt Dyneema. they really changed the game. I hate to see them get hurt by that. Would yeah, you, you
2: ever? Would you ever consider making um like a a lumbar? pack instead of a fanny pack that way people could wear it on their back because i recently tried one and i was like wow this is actually super comfortable and it has two water bottle holders on the back and like three pockets i'm going to take it tomorrow on a day i
0: liked it so much i I am very intrigued with the idea i've seen a couple videos where some guys literally did backpacking trips and just their like hip pack and i'm very intrigued (laughs) on how i can make that work (laughs) that sounds like miyagi yeah, I want to make it as big as possible while it still rides nice. And, you know, and I've I had a couple of things drawn up. Didn't really make anything yet, but I've really I've thought a lot about that. Um, there are plenty of things that are on the market already that I already have, like the water bottle holders and, and you know but I've I've really been very intrigued at how small I can make this thing. You know, what's the lightest somebody's gonna go on the trail for, even if it's an overnighter? What can they really pull off and what can I design? Just something super extreme um well, the biggest challenge that, there is it's swinging around you know how do you how do you design it from not swinging around and my idea was to have you know your your belt have a thicker maybe two or three inch belt Maybe even pad it but then have an upper belt that would, that would pull down but then it's just going to squish you'd have to have some kind of support system in there but then you're just adding weight so why not go back to a full-size backpack that only weighs 16 ounces anyway um so i don't know i don't know how you get there but i'm very intrigued by that idea
1: well, once you get there, you know you can contact Bryce, even though he doesn't want your hipster face. <laughs> he loves that ultra, that stupid ultralight That's, stuff.
0: I, I actually watch a lot of Bryce's videos. He's he's a funny dude, man. He's a trip. He I like me just this talking head video. He's pretty he's a trip. Great. He's
1: great. Yeah. He's Done? great. Well, hey, hold up a second. We got something here. All right, this let's is see. important. Now, Jeremiah, you're going to be responsible for this next giveaway.
2: Oh no! If what? We all, if we all
1: agree <laughs> that it's a good giveaway, this is our last one. This is pack number five right here. This is Fanny Pack number five, but it comes from all things outdoors. Last summer, Jeremiah and Jason told me I would be okay camping out on the staircase. A slow-moving lightning storm would miss me. (laughs) I ended up wetting out my pants. All good. They took me to a swimming (laughs) hole.
2: Yeah, I remember I met I met up with Jeremy, and he said that he was like just moseying around and no big deal. And then he looked and he's like, oh, oh, I'm supposed to meet Jeremiah in like 30 minutes and he's two miles away. Like <laughs> I had driven there and he had spent the night and we were supposed to like go up the cloud splitter, check it out. I thought he'd be OK on top of the staircase. He's camped up there before, but he come out of there and I was sweating a little bit and I was like, wow, he's really sweaty. And he's like, no, everything was soaked. The whole night, I just got rained on for hours. He was like, "It was so scary." It was lightning till three a.m. He was like, "I just, I just put my headphones in and blasted my music and prayed till three a.m. and then I went to sleep."
1: <laughs> yeah, looking for divine intervention on the hill. Yeah,
2: <laughs> hoping not to be struck on the highest point around.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great! Oh, <laughs> so, shit. is that a winner? Sure. Is that our last winner? Pick a winner. All right. So Jeremy gets the last of the fanny packs for the night. So, okay. So let's let's talk about something I saw on here just a second ago. Um, I think it was Devin that made the comment. Here it is right here. The new Venom fabric that has Spectra thread is supposed to be pretty close, but its price tag is money. Have you heard of this stuff, Ben?
0: Spectre, yeah. I I have read about um a little bit about it, but I haven't actually seen the fabric yet. Um so yeah, I mean like Devin, you're you're constantly looking for other fabrics that are out there because you need a backup plan. Um there's nothing else like X There's really nothing else like Dynema. So what's how do you replace that if that supply chain goes away? As a business owner that's heavily invested, you gotta look at that stuff and it's you know, as Jeremiah started talking about it, I was getting terrified just thinking about it. You know, So what do I yeah. do if it goes away?
1: I don't know. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is you came on the podcast to have a good time, and Jeremiah ruined your evening. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> he did. He just squashed my dreams. I went down.
2: Sorry, ma'am. Hey, I was going to tell you earlier, we were talking about um, this backpack that you made, and you had it at the gorge whenever we were there. And I was checking yeah. it out, and it really inspired I have a buddy that I met, I met at the Michigan Hammock King and he made me a backpack and I kind of used cool. yours as some of the inspiration. And the number one sure. thing that I loved on it was, you you know how like on a typical backpack, you have those water bottle holders on just on the side pockets. Mm-hmm. So yours had a pocket above that. And I thought that yeah. is absolutely genius. And that is like the perfect place to keep, you know, like my poop kit or just yep. some snacks or
0: whatever. Yeah, I, lo- I love those. Um, I've done them on a couple of this it's not on the website, but if you ask for them, I'll include it. It's not a problem. Um, I've made, I've, like I said, i put on a, on a couple of those. I don't even have it on mine, but the next one I make for myself is definitely going to have those. Like you said, having your little med kit on one side, maybe your your poop <clears throat> kit on the other. I think it's perfect. You know, I've, I've seen a couple of backpacks online have those. But those two little upper pockets are, are perfect. What about the bottom pocket? Like,
2: So mine has a bottom pocket, but if I don't take my water bottle out whenever I'm going to sit the backpack down or whatever I stick in the bottom pocket. When I say bottom pocket, I mean like, you know, the very bottom of the backpack, there's a pocket sewn on there that I can reach behind me and I can grab, you know, my water or whatever. I'm just curious if, if there's some alternative or something like that that we can do that uses a b- bottom pocket, but I don't have to take everything out whenever I'm going to put the backpack down so it doesn't tip over.
0: Yeah, unless you have to draw it up. I'm not sure what you mean. But like I mean, if put-
2: No, on the very bottom. Like, turn your backpack on its side. Yeah. Right yep, there's a pocket oh, yeah. right there on mine. But I have to yeah. take my water bottle out so my backpack isn't, like, tippy back and forth or I have to lean it up against something.
0: You take your water bottle out. See, ours sits up a little bit higher. So ours won't go below the bottom of your backpack. It won't go below that. I mean, the water bottle, it, it's going to stop right there. The way we have it sewn. We actually use Dyneema for our pockets too. A little more No, rigid I, I don't
2: think coaching. you understand what I'm saying. I mean, there's a, literally a pocket sewn onto the bottom of the backpack. Oh,
0: so, this is, so you put your water bottle down here. In that
2: yeah. And some snacks. I like to stick something that if I'm wanting to eat it on the go, just while I'm backpacking, I will like stick that in first. And then I'll take like a, a half a liter smart water bottle or something like that. And I'll put that in too. And that kind of holds everything in place. And it's got a tight yeah.
0: mouth on it. And, w- and we can do like little snack holes. We can put like, like a little corner here, which is on this side of here. We can stuff stuff in. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Jason, backpacking with Jason, making him one. Actually, most of it's cut out. Mr. And backpacking gonna, I'm gonna put, with Jason, sir. I'm gonna, Yeah, yeah. Backpacking with Jason, <laughs> sir. I'm actually going to put one on his. We don't really typically do that with the Raven. I am going to do that with the smaller pack that I'm making and make it kind of standard. This one, I can add it to it. Someone asked for it, um, but it's not on the website yet. But what we do is just kind of cut a corner this way just for the snacks. But what you're talking about, you probably have it all open on the side where you can put your water bottle in there. It's like the Uh, full
2: length of the bottom.
0: Yeah, yeah, we can do that too. But
2: Yeah, but the number one issue though is that if I want to sit my backpack down while I'm resting, if I don't take the stuff out of there... Then my backpack's just gonna fall over on its side.
0: Got a solution for you. Don't okay. don't take don't rest. Just keep going. Don't rest. Don't no rest. Yeah. I'm not right
1: Why do you ever yeah. stop, anyways? If you're gonna
0: put a bottle on the bottom of your bag, you're gonna have to take the darn thing out before you set it down. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> hey, I guess I you're wanna, right.
1: I do want to bring attention to something though that you just put to market like last week, and I actually have one right here, and that's this really cool battery bag.
0: Yep. These things those are things.
1: awesome. Have you seen these yet, Jeremiah?
2: Yeah. I think it was uh, Lance from Outland was just texting me about um, he's getting some of those. And I think on the other side, it it pretty much has a divider. Yeah, the other yeah, it's, side.
1: It's, a, it's two-sided. So you've got one side here on the green side for good batteries. And then after you've used them and they go dead, you put them on yep. this side over here and there, you know that they're already dead, so you don't try and put them in your camera. Jesus genius. This is killer. This is yeah, one Yeah, we've actually... I'm, I'm can't really surprised believe how many. Nobody's sold. come up with this, Ben. I can't believe no. nobody came up with this until now.
0: So I've been making these little things for my. I'm a photographer, so I actually make little bags like that for my photography bags. We're shooting weddings and stuff. That's what I keep batteries in. Um, but I never color coded them like that. I would just literally write it on one side with a marker, so I knew which side was dead, which side was uh, was was charged. So I decided to start making them for here, and I've been making them for the last couple of months and just kind of tossing them out there in some people's orders that I knew. Uh, but again, I was, before I released any new products, I wanted to get caught up. And now we finally are. Uh, but yeah, this, so people have asked questions about that. Like, is it, um, you know, why not make it a dry bag where you're like a roll top? Well, the idea was to make it as light as possible so you can replace your little Ziploc bag. I mean, when you start adding uh, like buckles onto it, you're going to double the weight just from the buckle. alone. Batteries don't necessarily need to be extremely waterproof I mean I've washed my batteries in my in my pants before for my camera and they work just fine don't recommend it but it's possible so and you're not going to carry your batteries on the outside of your bag during a rainstorm anyway it's probably going to be inside your bag or your front pack or something so it's already protected so using a cinch top you know kind of a draw st- string bad, bag made it as light as possible as small as possible easy access big wide opening grab your bags and you know with a roll top you got to stick your hand all the way into it you have to make it bigger and just add more weight. So it was the smallest, lightest thing we could come up with and then color-code the sides. And I was kind of surprised how many we sold. I didn't know if anybody would be into it. Not everybody does YouTube. Not everybody carries batteries on the trail. But you know, if you do need a bigger bag, we do sell the dual pocket gadget bag, which is a bigger bag, which you can custom print on um, People use those for batteries. Um, so there's options there, but that's the smallest, lightest way we can get it. It is extremely lightweight.
1: I was going to say, it's fantastic. When you sent that to me, I couldn't believe how light it was. I think it's like point two ounces or 0.1 ounces or something it's, like that. Yeah,
0: It's ridiculous how light. it insane.
1: is. It's um, insane. Jeremiah, hike to change, wanted to let you know, can you fit a sit pad in the pocket to give it a square bottom?
2: I can, but I use the, this is a frameless pack. So I use the sit pad as kind of like the quote unquote frame, even though it, it's not really a frame, but it does give it some structure. I don't know. My mind goes to like, maybe I can make a hump, even though it would take a little bit of space out of the inside of the bottom of the pack. If there was like a little
0: plastic piece that would hold now form, you're just, you you just add more weight, man. You're taking away the I, I, I the don't whole care benefit about the weight.
1: The what if you just did two <laughs> bottles in the bottom so that they, they sat side by side and then it would work like they would sit flat?
2: You could do that. That may work. I don't know.
1: Try that. Okay. Hold on, now, hold on. It, hold on just a second.
2: I wanted to oh, I wanted to go. point this out because I think this is a question for Ben. Gregory, they make the uh, the pockets that are horizontal or like my Osprey has a top and a horizontal like you can slide your bottle into the, the water bottle holder. Can you all make horizontal side
0: pockets like that at Hilltop? We're not doing that yet. I mean, obviously, in the future, maybe we'd add something like that. But you're talking about where the bottle kind of goes in at a slant this way instead mm-hmm. of straight down. Yeah, I mean, that's something we could talk about in the future, but not really offering that just yet. Uh, at least not with the Raven. You know, our, our like I said, our biggest selling products are bear bags and and, and dry bags, stuff sacks, stuff like that. So the backpacks, while I love making them, um, that that's actually been one of the struggles uh, up to this point getting all those done. And now we're cranking you know, like several out of every week. So we'll probably have them all cut up within the next two weeks, I would imagine. Um, and then I can start experimenting with other packs. And so that's an idea, and we've, we've looked at that. I don't know how we'll do it, because it is a little different of a design. To make, the, make the pockets slanted, it's definitely possible. I just don't know if I'll actually do it or not. The reason Here's I like doing question. these pockets here... <laughs> know well you can see it but you can actually fit two smart water bottles in here and it does have oh, a yeah. cinch down too and i kind of want to keep that capacity there when we start talking about the slanted you know i don't know how big I have to make it is it just gonna flop around in there can you adjust it i don't know
1: so here's a question for you from richard question. stamper this is actually a really cool question uh, how about a pack-in, pack-out bag for a poop kit? Oh, that's not the question. That was a Holder Room question. It just moved on me. <laughs> Holy cow. I hate it when they do that. How about the same thing as a, as the battery bag for clean and dirty clothes? What if you did a stuff so sack for clothes that you could do that with?
0: So we've actually made several already, and it is, it is a product we have coming out. So it is a dual pocket you know, clothing bag where you have your clean clothes on one side and your dirty dirty clothes on the other side. Obviously, if you're like a long-distance hiker and you're not going to be out there for months at a time, you're not going to care at some point. But if you're someone who's just going out for three to five days, maybe you do want to keep your dirty socks on one side so you're not stinking up your shirt and you're going to take to town. We've actually made a couple of those. Um, the first one I sent was to uh, the girl who runs Hike Oregon. Oregon, how do you say that? Oh, yeah, yeah, So I sent one to her. Uh, she has one. You custom print one side, and there's a divider in the middle, Then there's a clear side on the other side. So that's that is coming. That'll be on the website sometime soon
1: uh that's awesome
0: but yeah i mean that that was actually people have been recommending that since day one since i came out with a dual pocket gadget bag everyone's like please make a bigger one for our clothes i don't want to put my stinky socks next to my shirt anymore um so we're definitely gonna do it it's done maybe make two different sizes not sure yet
1: that's really cool that's really cool well man it has been an hour hour and one minutes actually and feels we longer. always give everybody who's on here the opportunity to talk about this so did you, you hear you?
2: Like? he said it feels longer he's the only one that longer. ever said that i love you being that uh,
1: cool. yeah, that's, that's why man. ben's on here he keeps us humble um, <laughs> so, so we're just going to let you have the next couple minutes to uh just talk about yourself like how people can find hilltop packs uh, any other information about that you yeah. want to give out?
0: Go I, can do for that. It. I, I can actually even just show you the fanny packs real quick we just came out with. So the idea behind the fanny pack, I'll show you the gray one here. A couple of benefits of having the roll top design. because I, I didn't want to make uh, the same old fanny pack everybody else makes, and those are great. Don't get me wrong, but like I've tried one. I had the zipper across the top. I, I feel like I had to fight down into it all the time to get my hand into it. This thing here, you know, it's a roll top design, so it's even more waterproof than a zipper would be. The zipper's never going to break. And I wanted something that would expand out. So right now, there's two liters of stuff in here. And actually, let me just show you something else real fast we'll before I open it up. Let's give an example. So this is what two liters would look like. And a regular fanny pack you can buy for most people is between 1.5 to two liters. So right now, it's two liters worth of stuff. This would be what three liters looks like because you can expand it up. And then if you want to keep going, this is what four liters. You can actually put up to four liters worth of stuff in here. Like you say, you're going to town. You can really load it up. Wow. So it doesn't have to be that big but you can go from two to four liters if you need to like that. You can't do that with a zipper, you know, fanny pack. So a couple other benefits, obviously way more weather resistant, having a roll top design. There's no zipper for for it to leak or break. Um, Like I said, it does roll up. Another big benefit is just a big wide mouth, big opening. Just reach out and grab whatever you want. Grab your Snickers, grab your snacks. Backpacking, the Jason can put his you know his uh, dry freeze dried meals down in there. Mountain <laughs> <house>. <laughs> his, his, mountain his mountain house, house meals, his mountain house meals, yeah. So another cool thing is we it, it, <laughs> sorry, I don't know where that came from. We have two different belts we can give you guys with this, so they are both included. One is a standalone belt you can see, wear it like a regular fanny pack, and then we have another one, and this is also included, and this will attach to pretty much any backpack with a belt. And it, I don't know if you can see these. Put in front of my face. Both of these will attach to both sides of your backpack, and then this will snap into your your um, fanny pack. So it'll, it'll stay attached to your backpack the whole time. And if you have a backpack that doesn't even have a belt, most of those backpacks still have a little loop, a little one-inch loop where you can attach a, a webbing to it. This will snap into that as well. Almost every backpack that doesn't have a, a belt system at least has a loop in there, and this will snap into that as well. So this backpack right here does have a belt. The other one that fell on the floor does not have a, a belt. This will work with both of those. So both belts come with it. It's a lot lighter. There's no zippers. There's nothing else extra to it. I think thing weighs two ounces by itself. And I think the belts add like another ounce and a half at, at the most. So I like the, you know, it's not for everybody. Some people like the traditional zippered pouch. But, you know, for me, I tried that. And it just wasn't for me. So I wanted to find a solution that would work for the kind of stuff I carry. I keep camera batteries in there. I keep a point shoot camera in there. Keep snacks in there. And so I wanted something I could just easily grab and not fight a zipper trying to get it out.
1: That would almost uh, those work are for a camera bag, just a regular camera bag. Yeah, if
0: you have a small camera, uh, like one of the smaller Nikon's they came out with the uh, mirrorless cameras, it will fit in there. I've I've carried my mirrorless camera in there, no problem at all. We do have a, a camera rig if you're carrying a full size DSLR, uh, but this is perfect for point and shoot cameras. It, maybe I wouldn't carry an extra, extra lenses. It's not padded or anything. But you know, I was just trying to solve a solu- you know find a solution. To I like the fanny pack idea, but. I'm 48 years old i'm going to be 48 in a couple weeks and i remember what fanny packs used to look like in the 80s and 90s and i don't want to look like that guy uh and nothing against people that wear don't get me wrong but for me i wanted something that didn't quite look like a fanny pack and this is the best thing i can kind of come up with so you know, they're on the website today we put them up uh maybe like an hour before the show tonight they're on the website right now just uh, go on there click on the fanny packs and it's on there you can custom print them you can put your own print on there if you want we have black and gray um you can also Select one of our prints. You can also send us one of your own prints. It doesn't look good with maybe photos because it's going to be all rolled up. But if you have like a design or you see something, take a picture of it. We can actually use that as a design and as a pattern and print it. HilltopPacks.com. That's where you find everything. That's all. Awesome. That's all I got. That's all. That's I got.
1: awesome, man. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. It's been great having you on here, and we need to get back out and backpack again.
0: I have not been out since March, so I need to get back out. It oh, has been man. a crazy year, so I am looking forward. To, I took some time off. Well, I took some time off uh, last last month when that's when I got COVID and I had to cancel that trip. So oh. um, I'm hoping to go either in January. Probably going to go in January again. Very cool. I'm not scared of the cold.
1: <laughs> there we go. Well, hopefully, hopefully we can get together with you again. We'll give you I'm some game. more uh, Kentucky hospitality. Let's do it. Sweet, sweet Jeremiah. You got anything else for Mister Ben?
2: Well, Ben, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Thanks. Um, I haven't made any posts or anything, but thank you so much for the little care package you sent me. The uh, The giant food bag is going to hold all my goodies, man. That is so, I don't know if I told you, John, he sent me uh, a larger version of the bag that has my Instagram feed. Yeah. All the photos I've taken, put on Instagram. He sent me a larger version of that and I'm going to be putting it to, to
0: work. Later this week, so you know thank you so knew, much. Cool. You know how I knew to send that to you, so I know I sent you the smaller one. I did watch one of your videos. You had a bigger food bag. I was like, that sucker ain't using my food bag. So I was I like, do. he probably needs a bigger one. So that's exactly why I sent you that. So yeah, I was creeping on you, man. <laughs> I use I use the smaller one on the uh, the yeah. overnights, but I do
2: a lot of like two and three days. So yeah, the big
0: bag perfect for that. I like the bigger bag. I just I use it all the time. I put my cook kit in there. I just dump, dump it all the in there. So I always use the bigger, larger one. I know it's really big, but you could just throw anything at it. And It really doesn't weigh that much more than a smaller one. It really doesn't. It's like it's less not than really an ounce. big.
2: It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect, yeah. bro. Thank you.
0: Yeah, the reason I, the way I came up with that design is I wanted the biggest bag that would fit inside of a backpack, and that's how I came up with that design. So that size.
1: I love mine. I you, I just you you said that Jeremiah. I ordered a small bag, and then Ben goes, "Hey, I'm giving you a big one too," <laughs> and so. <laughs> I, got I just want to one. come on your
0: show. It was the only way I can get on uh, your show. Exactly. It was, it was it was free totally stuff. bribing
1: us to get on here. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. so, so, all right, Ben. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, man. And uh, if you want to hang on for a few seconds after we get done here, we'll, we'll hang out for a little bit. No, but that's enough. Again. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, we hate you. Have a good one. <laughs> we'll see you, man.
0: All right, guys. Thank you very much.
1: Man, Ben is always fun. I love having him on here, man.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I can't wait to actually hang out with him again in person.
1: I know. The the last time, if you remember, the last time we hung out and we went camping, we actually did the podcast Around the Campfire using phones.
2: Yes, and people seem to really enjoy that. Maybe we should do some more Around the Campfire podcast.
1: Yeah, we should. That means we need to start backpacking together again.
2: Yeah, I think I can arrange that.
1: We can maybe make that happen. That'd be fun.
2: Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, we're working, right? We're making a podcast.
1: Well, I mean, we got it, it's it's for it's for science. <laughs> I love it. We science. can justify anything, man. Exactly, exactly. Well, man, thank you for making time out of your night so that we could hang out. And uh, I'm excited for uh, some upcoming episodes, especially this next week. We've got Mister Plug It In Hikes coming on yes. the show Monday night. And we're going to learn about uh, his hashtag, uh, erase the trace, which is all about getting your public lands cleaned up.
2: Yeah, he's been uh, working really hard. I see him make a lot of Instagram posts of uh, just making an effort, spreading awareness of leave no trace, especially when it comes to like beginners. A lot of them, I mean, I don't want to cast any shame. I'm sure that I've been there, done that, but just uh, understanding, you know, try to leave it the best way that you can, better than you left it. And he's doing a lot of great work, man.
1: He is, and he's just a good man. Uh, He's just, uh, with everything he does, he's just a good man. I'm excited to have him back on the show to talk with us. I'm glad we're going to have his face on the screen this time and not just a voice. Uh, So it's going to be a good time having him on there. So
2: Yeah, uh, and you know what else we got coming out is we have some episodes that are just you and I. There isn't a guest and I'm going to put those on our backpacking podcast YouTube channel. So if y'all want to see them, I'm going to drop the uh, video and the audio on the same day. So it'll be anywhere you listen to your podcast as well as if if you want to actually see uh, my ugly mug, you can hop on to the backpacking podcast YouTube channel and check it out there.
1: Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to have a good time with that. And we got a lot of audio-only audio, po- audio only podcasts that are coming out that will be those videos, but they've already been recorded. Uh, we're actually recording another one tomorrow. Uh, we've also picked up some other sponsors, so we're going to be uh, talking about those here real soon, too. So, Jeremiah, I'm excited, man.
2: Oh, I can- <laughs> I'm excited, it is so dude. crazy, man. I never dreamed that we would have these people to interact with. And thank you again, everybody that has been showing up on these Monday nights. This is like how many in a row? Like 13, 14.
1: A lot. Yeah. I'm not good with numbers. You're the math teacher.
2: Yeah. It's been months. So I just want to say thank you. And without you guys, there'd be no us.
1: Yes. And with that said, thanks so much for tuning in guys. We're so excited for the backpacking podcast for myself and Jeremiah. We will catch you guys on the next one. Adios everybody.